Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Before we get started with our message today, I'm really excited to let you know I've now released my first book, Breaking Free, A Guide to Achieving Personal and Professional Freedom as a Lawyer. I'm dedicated to helping you find the success and freedom from stress and burnout in your practice. Breaking Free gives you the tools and actionable steps that allow you success and fulfillment in ways you never thought possible. You will see how to overcome the stress and overwhelm you feel, and to achieve a life of freedom, joy, and success. I will leave a link in the show notes where you can purchase it. I hope you enjoy reading Breaking Free as much as I have enjoyed writing it. Now to the rest of our episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Free Lawyer. And um, I'm bringing you something different today, real different. Um, Happy to have with us Mike Asherbrainer. You know, we usually have a legal expert here, a consultant. Some lawyers had an incredible journey. Well, well, that's not Mike. He's the redneck coach. And and what Mike is an expert at is not only financial coaching, but also how to network, connect, and collaborate. And he's helped so many of my friends on LinkedIn and, and other places to really grow and build their network and to learn how to collaborate. Mike, how are you doing today? Oh, man, I have uh, the flu, but I am happy to be here. It's an honor, Gary, man. Uh, well, I really appreciate you having me. Thank you for showing up uh, despite that. And um, I, I appreciate your service. You know, Mike, I know a little bit about your bio and, and your life growing up was different than many of us. You know, many of the listeners here are lawyers and and we might have grown up in a different circumstances than yours. So tell us a little bit about your life growing up. Yeah, you know, it, it, when I was young, I mean, I grew up in the trailer park and in, in kind of a blend of suburban rural area. Um, and, and it wasn't the greatest childhood, Gary. It was, you know, when you're when you grow up poor around poor people, you don't know you're poor you know, until later on in life. And, uh, you know, my mom had moved around. So I had, uh, you know, the experience of being in suburban areas in the big cities, uh, Louisville, and also in remote areas that nothing, even Wi-Fi would, wouldn't even you know, come in until 2010. Right. So I, I had the best of both worlds. And uh, that's why my friends and I joke about me being a pink neck because I'm kind of half city and half country. I'm kind of a blend <laughs> of both. Uh, but I resonate with the country uh, because that was my favorite place to be. I just resonated with that country atmosphere, those values. And I've really uh, as an adulthood, I, I did everything I could to get back to that. So I really feel so, comfortable. So you talk about your values. What traits did you learn from your life growing up? in a trailer park as a picnic. You know, it's interesting. I think these lessons really didn't really make sense to me uh, until later in life. Right. So I'm 42. 
uh, you know, probably in the late thirties, I start realizing I had my grandparents for the example of what I could do, right. They were hardworking people. They were married for years. Uh, they did honest things. And then I saw the example of what not to do, right. From, from my upbringing and my father. So I had a, a perfect example of what not to do and what I could be. So a lot of folks just have an example of what not to be, right? If they have a bad childhood, they have nobody to look to. They don't have that positive uh, reinforcement. I had that in my grandparents. Um, so I believe my grandparents and then uh, some of the other country family I had, you know, it was just hard work, plain talk, being honest and frank, um, looking out for each other. No one had any, uh, no one had any reason to, to be something they weren't. They were just who they were and people accepted that and they helped each other become better. Well, that, what, I, really what I hear you saying is genuine and authentic and real. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they were who they were and everybody was okay with that. Even when you made mistakes. And, and then Mike, as you moved on and got older, you, you had a financial setback, didn't you? I did. I did everything I was supposed to do to be successful in this country. Get a job, go to school, get a degree. Uh, bought my first starter home, worked hard. And Gary, all that just came crashing down, man. It, it, it was, you know, it, it was a tough. I did have to file bankruptcy, man. And, and how did you turn that around? Well, what happened was, is that that first little starter home that I had, my wife and I were 27. We bought this little home, 86,000 out in the country. But the guy who built all the homes, he built them not right, right? He cut corners. So when there was a drought in 20, uh, 2008, all the homes were crumbling. The foundations were crumbling. Wow. Yeah. So I had no recourse, right? I had hired a company. They were supposed to fix it, spent 20 grand of money I didn't have, and it wasn't fixed. So I had to fight that company. You know, your attorneys out here, you know how hard this is, right? All that fine right. print. And you're just some college student trying to make it life, you know? And so- Gosh, what, what happened here was I was at the end of my rope. I mean, everything I was told to do to be successful and happy, I did, and it failed. And so what happened, long story short, is that one day I was sitting with my cousin and hanging out, playing cards. And he, he's a good guy. He's goofy, but he's a good guy, right? So he pulled this folder out. He started talking about how he's going to pay his house off in eight years and become financially independent in 20. And I'm thinking, man, he must have been drinking. Leave me alone, right? I, I didn't take him serious. So he introduced me and had the guy call me, who is my mentor today, life-changing guy uh, in financial services. And that's when he called me. And, and I said yes to him. And there's three reasons I said yes. Number one, I never heard of a financial guy, Gary, that wanted to work with a broke person before, right? So I was curious. Right. Second of all, even though my cousin's goofy, he, he's an honest guy. So he helped him. So I was, again, curious. And then number three, what is, if, if he was foul, I'm filing bankruptcy. He can't do it. He's getting blood from a turnip if he is foul. So all three of those negative reasons made me say yes. And I, man, it was life changing. I, I'm so how, glad. How did your mentor yes help you? What did he do for you? What did you learn from him? Man, he sat down. He was the first guy who had nothing to sell. All he wanted to do was to give me the information that I needed as, as, a, as a person to make better financial and life decisions. That's all he did. He didn't try to sell me anything. All he did was sit down and say, look, you're a smart guy, but you don't know what you don't know. Let me teach you about money. Let me teach you and put together a plan. If I do that and you understand it, can you make good decisions for your family? I say, yeah, if I understand something, I can make a good decision. And boy, that had an impact. And not only that, he saw something in me 
that the ambition I used to have, the, the, the dreams I used to have that were kind of, you know, filing bankruptcy, losing my house. He, he offered to take me under his wing and, and teach me how to be, to be a, a financial coach, to build a business. I, I, I resisted that so hard because I didn't have that confidence, but that man saw something in me that I couldn't see. And he was right. And well, fascinating yeah. that you had financial struggles, you filed bankruptcy and, and here your mentor sees in you as a future, as a, as a, financial coach. And, and what I found two things striking of what you said. The first is he gave away something to you just to be of service. He didn't call you and say, let me sell you this. I got the answer. He just wanted to be of service. And whenever we present ourselves to folks from a generous spirit of service, we always get more than we give. It always works out. And the second thing is, and I found this with attorneys I coach, he saw in you a future for you. He had a dream for you that you didn't have for yourself. And he impressed that vision on you. And I've seen that with the lawyers I coach. I see in them where they can be, even when not only do they not see it now, they sort of disown it. No, that can't be me. But I see that in them. As he saw it in you, he saw a role for you as a financial advisor. And here you are, this bankrupt guy with a house crumbling around him. You didn't see yourself that way. Oh, not even close. And, and you hit the nail on the head. That that's that's the heart and soul. And and honestly, a huge part of my success today, Gary, is because I don't count my eggs before they hatch. I don't judge people. Sometimes people have bad days. Sometimes people are struggling. So somehow I'm able to do like that guy did and see through all of that mess and, and confusion with people and see their heart, man. As corny as that may sound, uh, because he had nothing to gain by doing that for me. And he has been absolutely life. The man had money, success. I have no idea to this day why he did that. But I, because he did that, because I am successful, guess what I do now? I, I do it to other people. You pay that, it forward. You got it, buddy. And, and I feel like a poor kid living in Santa's workshop every single day as a result of this. I'm what to you are the, the main benefits of someone who wants to grow in their career, whatever avenue it might be, whether it's law or financial services or anything, of having a mentor? How does that help that person? You know, I mean, for a long time, I, I'll do it myself. I'll figure it out myself until I realize all top people, all athletes, all top business professionals, people who just seem to master life, right? Happiness. They all had top-level coaches. They never did it alone. And amateurs, on the other hand, like I was for decades, always did it alone. And, and today, I mean, you've seen the people I'm surrounded with in this community. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. But somebody asked me the other day, they said, what's your weaknesses? I said, I don't think I have any. They said, what are you talking about? I said, because I outsource it now. I've got people around me who pick up my slack. And so, yeah, mentorships, coaches, and PNs surrounded by brilliant people, that's how I've made it. And I encourage everybody, be open. Don't assume you know everything and tap into someone else's genius um, because, wow, look at, I mean, here I am with you, right? I didn't do this. I'm not an attorney, but paying it forward and being coachable and bringing value. That's what the real life is made of. And that's what success is. That's how it's driven. That's it. That's the key word you said too, about being coachable. It's one thing to have a mentor because the mentor can help me grow. But if we don't listen to the mentor, we might as well not do it. And, and I know you turned yourself over to your mentor and followed his advice. If not, you'd still be in that crumbling house, but that's not how it worked. Tell me this, Mike, what do you do now, you know, professionally? 
You know, it, it, that's an interesting thing because uh, far too often, I know your audience, I, I love your show and I know, you know, who listens to this far too often. We, we think we're going to do X for the rest of our life, but if it, that's not how life works out. So while when COVID hit, I really wanted to grow my business because my heart is to help people uh, be financially independent, not just wealthy people. I love helping school teachers. I do the same thing for a, a school teacher. I do for someone who is super wealthy. Um, so I think that's really the key, um, to, you know, helping people out. I just forgot the damn question. You <laughs> what do you do professionally? You're a financial advisor. Yeah. Yeah. So I do financial coaching and there's three things I do what wealthy people get. I do it for all people. So school teachers, I help them the same exact services. There's multitude of things out there. What people really need is a roadmap. They need a GPS, right? A to Z. Where am I? Where do I want to go? And how do I get there? So right. I take the confusion, I take the guesswork out, and I just help people make decisions for their family. That's the key. And I also help people make money by learning, you know, LinkedIn and business and marketing. And that's why I did it because most people didn't want to talk about money. They were too busy trying to earn money. So when I realized I was really good at helping people do that, and they were telling me to, to start coaching and doing it formally, now I don't even talk about money, right? People, I get it all the time. You're the redneck financial coach, but you never talk about money. Exactly. And that's why you're asking me today, right? Like that's the curiosity because when I help entrepreneurs make money, a lot of these were new entrepreneurs, Gary. So they didn't have a clue. After I helped them make money, I said, you know what? You got a $20,000 windfall. You're, you, you don't have the right things in place financially to defer that. That's going to cost you if you don't understand how to take care of that, right? You don't know about SEP and things, uh, these different vehicles. So it was a natural progression. Instead of going uphill trying to talk to somebody who didn't want to hear about money, I was giving people what they wanted, which was to earn money. And then it was natural. So to the listeners out there, you may want to be an attorney and do X, but maybe there's something else that keeps on bumping against you. Maybe there's some other opportunity that you should tap into instead of repel and explore that experiment with it because that's how I came. Now I have two businesses that feed each other. It's amazing. I never would have guessed it. You know, you, you talk about where your journey takes you. And, and I know I found that too. I thought I'd be practicing law full time for another five years or so. And uh, some, it, it came to me an intuition, a message from above. I don't know that I should be, instead of arguing with lawyers, I should be supporting them. And I resisted that. As you said, I resisted it. That That's not me. I'm not a coach. I'm a lawyer. And then I realized that was where my calling was. And that's where my passion was. Mike, you call yourself the redneck coach. Tell me about that. Why do you call yourself the redneck coach? It's actually a fun story. So the guy who taught me, uh, not just LinkedIn, but people, he, he really, another guy, he's a crazy cage fighter. He was an influencer on LinkedIn. The guy just came out of nowhere. When COVID hit, they told me I couldn't go out and play anymore. So I didn't go on social. I was a face-to-face -face guy. So this guy out of nowhere, two Christmases ago, just taught me all the things that I do today, right? How to attract people, build relationships, just be yourself. And so in March, almost two years ago, the man told me, he asked me three questions that changed my life. He said, your, your profile stinks and you're wearing a suit. Why? I've never thought about it. I said, because that's what fiduciaries and people in my, in my wheelhouse do, right? We wear suits and we talk proper. And, you know, he says, is that working for you? No. 
I would make more money crushing tin cans right now. It's not working. <laughs> he says, so look, man, he said, you're a pink neck working class guy. He says, why don't you just leave with them? Why don't you just do that? That's who you talk to. That's who you work with primarily. I said, but it won't work. He says, well, what do you got to lose? He was right. So I just put the goofy hat on. Uh, I did Larry the Cable Guy in reverse. I just become myself. And, and it's not like I did business instantly after that. But I tell you what happened. The floodgates started opening slowly but surely because I didn't waste time. People would look at me and go, yes or no, right off the bat. I would used to waste three hours trying to persuade somebody or convince them. Now I'm attracting and repelling the right target market, the right kind of people. It was the most amazing thing. And then as my brand was very, very crusty, it was not very clean. All right. You saw my old picture with the two guys in overalls and straw hats. That was my, my cover photo on LinkedIn. But then as I had the courage to do it, because you don't have confidence at first. Nobody, well, I don't have the confidence. Of course you don't. You have to have courage, courage to look good or bad, whatever may happen. And then I started finding people that saw me. They said, hey, let me help you with your brand. Let me help you with the things you're missing. And, and that was what happened. So you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be willing to have the courage to put yourself out there and be you. I, I never look back. I love who I am. I love my clients. And if somebody's not for me, I got a, a fancy guy you can work with. I'll refer you to somebody who doesn't wear a camo hat. I'm good with that. I just want to help people. I, I, I love what you said. It's about courage, not confidence. I remember when I was starting my podcast, I thought, you know, I'm an old guy. Who's going to listen to an old guy doing a podcast? And my mentor said, you know, you got 45 years of experience. And and I said, but I don't know technology. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do a podcast. He said, well, I can teach you. And so it really is about having courage to take that next step and step out of our comfort zone. And and then the confidence comes as the results, as the results happen, you know. You know, redneck coach is your is your brand. How does having a good brand like redneck coach for you, how does that set somebody apart? You know, as my mentor and the lady who helped me, right, Tanya Eberhardt, brand face, she said that people will meet you far more often before they meet your, they'll meet your brand before they meet you. And that that's clear. So when people saw me or my profile or my website, they weren't quite sure what they what, what they were getting into, what I did. Now, I don't even have to talk about it. It's it, redneck financial coach says it all. And, and, and then the sound bits, who am I, right? The, so people will see that on content, social media, email, and they'll, they'll, they'll either decide to, to go forward and, and learn more or not. And I think that's what people don't get is that it's, think of it as your persona, right? We can't stick Gary Miles. He's too dynamic to be put into a web page or put into a LinkedIn profile, but we can be really strategic about how, what we show, right? So we're going to show different dimensions, like a rotisserie chicken. It just spins in circles. So we show people different aspects. We show them our family life. We show them our values. We don't hit them with pitch slapping with a P with sales pitches in our, in our messages. We show them who we are because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Right. And I think that's why you're so popular. People know where your heart is. They know where you're at. You push up people. You don't have to sell anything. They ask you about what you do because they sure. like you and they trust you. you think know, that's I think that's what's really important is, is the brand identifies us as, as who we really are and the side of us that we want people to see. And when they hear about the free lawyer, um, as a lawyer helps create freedom in a lawyer's life or the redneck coach, a you know, homespun guy who's honest and authentic and real, they know who we are from hearing that. And if we don't 
you know, some people think creating a brand is um, misleading, but it's not. It's actually tapping into the reality of who we are. And if we don't establish our own brand for who we are, we'll still have a brand. It just won't be what we want it to be. Right, right. And again, it, it's most people that I encounter and, and people that I coach and help figure this out, Gary, they're actually neon bowling pins. I talked about this today, but they painted themselves white to look like other bowling pins. So we're not trying to be different just to be different because that's inauthentic. People will sniff it out. What we're doing is saying all the things that you might think are quirky or not professional. If you polish that up and own it and, and really get serious, it's your ally. It's not your enemy. It's not a it's not a negative. It's a positive. Right. Like there's only one free free uh, attorney out there. Right. Because it's like the, having the one hippie account wearing that Bahama shirt. Right. Like, that, you know, either that guy's deranged or he's so good he can wear his Bahama shirt. Like I wore I wore this hat at the Painted Duck amongst 50. Just there was thousands and tens of thousands of investment people. I was invited to 50. That's how good I did. I walked in there in my camo hat in a polo. And honestly, I don't know if you want to air this part, but I was challenged by a guy who didn't think I should be there. Now, these are only top performers here. Right. And this guy gave me attitude. And I thought that was funny because I didn't care. I earned this. This wasn't I, because I put on a costume. He was jealous because he couldn't wrap his head around a guy in a cheap flannel shirt sitting across the table helping school teachers and millionaires could actually be here. And, and that's what you want. You don't want everybody. You want to attract the people who are with you and, and find you valuable. And you want to repel people who will waste time, waste yours and their time. So that's what it's about. It's about saying, here's who I am. Let's not waste time. That's how yeah. I view this. Well said. And I think for a lot of those who are listening and, and you know, we, we lawyers always like to look a certain way, like financial advisors like to look a certain way. You're in a camo hat and a T-shirt. And everybody else is probably in a gray suit, a white shirt, a red tie. Um, but you're natural in who you are. And, and I think for those who are listening, think about branding yourself as who you really are. What are your best traits? What do you look like? So that you don't look like every other attorney out there. Not that I would necessarily recommend that you be the redneck lawyer and wear a camo hat, although maybe so. But just be <laughs> who you are. And, and you'll find that you get much more attraction from the clients you really want to meet. And, and Mike, I know you've been really a leader on LinkedIn. Um, what are the benefits? And we'll talk about the hounds in a bit, but what are the benefits of LinkedIn? You know, LinkedIn is is a great way uh, to do, I mean, you know, traditionally, think back, Coca-Cola and all these giant corporations had to have giant budgets, you know, and advertising and all these things. And we can tap into that power wisely for free. We can just sit there. We can pay someone to sit there and to do the marketing and do the research and to learn how to to, to help people. Um, it, it's amazing. It, it, but people, they don't get it. I teach kindergarten skills. I, I Seriously, I'm teaching United States colonels of the U.S. Air Force how to practice their kindergarten skills on LinkedIn because it's about the it's it's about creating an ecosystem that will favor authentic and mutual beneficial relationships not selling because if someone think about this you got a circle there's two halves of this circle gary on one side of the circle is no like and trust i had your back all these years me and you have know each other i've helped you you've helped me then one day you have a, a problem and you know i have the best solution 
what's left? There's no other half of a circle. The, the most trustworthy guy with the best solution. That's the power of LinkedIn. If you can tap into that, play the long farming game, not try to go hunting, not just trying to get sales. If you actually build authentic partnerships with the right people, it can change your life. And that's what I, that's what I've encountered. It's changed my life. And that's what I teach others. Yeah. I've, I've seen that as well, Mike. I think um, developing a reputation where others know, like, and trust us is so critical. And I find when I collaborate with people here on LinkedIn, we develop just true partnerships, friendships, where we're, we're happy to support one another, even without wanting anything in exchange. Just what can I do to help you? And, and it's so much appreciated. Um, you talk about coaching. Do you coach people on how to uh, grow their businesses? I do. And we talked about this because, you know, social media, the, the emphasis is on, you know, being an influencer or growing followers and, and these metrics. And I'm not saying it's wrong or right. It, it, some people do, right? Some people could benefit from that. But what I found was, is that, that business people, attorneys, accountants, right? They don't really care about that. They're just trying to grow their business. They're trying to solve more problems. So what I did was realize that, hey, if you got a bunch of likes and a bunch of uh, you know excitement on your post, but you're not paid to get liked, you're paid to solve problems. I've realized that people just lack the business skills, right? You went to attorney school, law school. You didn't go to business and marketing school. So I kind of fill in the gaps from folks who are smart. They just don't know because they like your doctor. When you sit in your doctor's office and wait three hours, he didn't go to business school because he went to, you know, and so that's the same principle. I teach you guys what you didn't learn in law school. So you can go out there and get that visibility, connect with people, attract people, uh, and do what you were born to do, which is to solve legal problems and, and put people's mind at ease. Well, well That's said, what I, I, teach. I, I view myself as a paid problem solver. I'm here to help my clients solve problems. And, and law school taught me how to think, how to argue, how to be persuasive, but it never taught me how to run a business and never taught me how to grow right. a business. And there are a lot of lawyers who get four, five, six years into their career. And they're told that, well, they've been a really good lawyer, but now we want you to grow a book of business. We want to start bringing business into the firm. And they're like, I don't know anything about that. And so you're right. There's a lot of need for we lawyers both to learn business and to learn how to grow our business. Yeah. And, and Gary, it's why chiropractors don't crack their own necks. It's so hard for even a top professional to see the forest from the trees. I teach people the principles and guess what? They turn around and tell me you're doing the stuff you told us not to do. Yeah, because I, I can't see me. And so even if you think you you have a handle on it, and, and as soon as you have a handle on anything in life, business process, whatever, it changes, right? So that that's my thing is, is most of my clients are professionals, licensed professionals, they're attorneys, et cetera. But they, they just lack 2%. Like, I'll be honest, most of them are probably bored in half of my class, but I tell them, hang on, hang on. We'll refresh it. But then all of a sudden they get that missing 2%. It's like having a Ferrari. You know, it's everything's in line except the flat tire. Well, you got to fix that flat tire before it can go out and win races, right? And that's how I look at this. So there's nothing wrong. It's not like you have to overhaul your whole system, but tap into an expert, right? Don't call me if you have a legal issue. Call Gary, right? But do call me if you have a business issue that's keeping you from meeting those goals. That It's just I have a missing piece. That's all it is. Um, and I love sharing that because, again, I'm a lazy marketer. So when I got folks like you and people, you know, that are serious, 
they can't stop shouting this from the rooftops. You know, you have clients where you change their life and they can't, you know, they're, they're worth their weight in gold as far as word of mouth. You know, they're not just referrals. They're advocates, man. They shout you everywhere. So that's the win-win. Mike, you've pioneered a group called the Hounds of Business. Um, I guess the Hounds is kind of interesting. It sticks in with your uh, with your brand there. Um, but tell me what that group is. What What are the Hounds of Business? You know, we're a dedicated group of entrepreneurs that are centered around service-based industry. So, you know, most of us, we have to be in the people business, right? We serve people, our offerings are designed to solve people's problems. And, but the problem I had is that I didn't fit in anywhere, as you can tell. But <laughs> here's what I didn't know. There was other people, professionals who, they played the part. I mean, these powerful litigators, right? Who just, they, they knew how to play the part, but their heart really didn't fit in there, right? They wanted to be around people that were like-minded, uh, a safety zone where they could make a mistake and not be shunned, these kind of things, this redneck Camelot idea. like it, Because instead of out there teaching people money, when they didn't ask me about money, was disastrous. But going out there and just loving on the right people, helping people with their, I became an impromptu dating coach. I mean, it was ridiculous. I just used anything I could in life to help that other person not repeat my mistakes. And guess what happened? As, as the hounds started growing, people kept introducing People were onto this and I never mentioned money once. I just, I gave people a video and said, listen to this video. When the market started taking a downturn and things started happening, they came to me because I didn't focus on trying to sell them. I focused on building a relationship and helping them get what they want. And then when they had the opportunity, just like you said, good people reciprocate Gary, period. Yes, and it's not that we're keeping score. It's just that I know that if I help Gary 16 times, as soon as Gary has an opportunity, he's going to pay it forward. Right. And that's how you build unshakable trust. And that's what we've done. We've got collaborations um, that that just amazing because we've put the right people. They said, well, why, why would Gary be in this group? I say, hang on a couple months and you'll see why. Because when you put the right people together, man, chemistry happens, collaborations explode, um, all boats rise. Let, so let me just uh, focus on that word collaboration. You know, I, I work in a very competitive field. Um, we compete to get the clients. We compete to get more business in our partners and we compete in cases. But I've learned that I'm much more successful as a person if I focus on collaboration. And I've seen on LinkedIn, there are people who compete with other people on LinkedIn. But I've found that when you have a community of like-minded people, people who want to help and serve others, and people who collaborate and work as a team, we're so much stronger together. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, again, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but oftentimes it does. Like, you know, so in the hounds, you know, well, I'm an attorney, you're an attorney. But if you really dive in and really have a discussion, you do one thing, she does another thing, Right. So you're actually in, you're actually great referral partners. Somebody comes to you for a certain type of legal case. That's not what I do, but I know somebody who does. Well, she's going to be gunning to send you somebody that's quality on your your program, right, or whatever you do. And and that's where we're we can collaborate, and we can also share the wealth here. And and again, it just took a redneck to say, hey, how about I just throw a whole bunch of people in a group, love on them, and see what happens. And those people said, yeah, I'm so glad that I don't have to look over my shoulder every daggum day and I can rely on it. Nobody's worried about Gary stealing their clients, right? right. 
Gary, what you should worry about is Gary giving you too many clients. And now you got to hire Mike because your business model needs tweaking, right? Like that's the win-win scenarios, man. Right. That, that's the benefit of collaboration. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Mike, who are the appropriate people to join the Hounds? What, what kind of person would be an ideal member of your collaborative community called the Hounds? Yeah, it's not industry specific. I've got ginormous, uh, you know, real estate brokers. We have attorneys, you know, like yourself. We have a lot of great people, but it's relationship oriented. You know, we've had, you can come as you are, right? You don't have to be perfect. Um, you just want to be around people that don't judge you, that help push each other up. Uh, and and we're serious about, we're, we're the hounds of business, not the hounds of leisure, right? But we have a foundation of care and friendships. We all want to win, but we're not hyper competitive. You know, it's just an attitude. We do want to see all boats rise. We do want to be in a safe place. Uh, Cause like I said, everybody has been, you know, screwed by somebody. So nobody trusts anyone. And so that's what we seek to solve. It's like, Hey, if you're here, you know, this is a safe space. You were introduced by somebody of credibility. Um, and we have multiple offerings. It's just connecting with the right people. All I did was create an ecosystem, uh, like a buffet. You could have all, none, some, come back later. I don't care. Uh, but we just dropped all of that. Uh, it's hard to put in the words. Maybe you can help me. We dropped all of that uh, facade. And we just got to the core of, of connecting as people again. And that's why these amazing movements and, and collaborations are created, because we took the ego out of it. Now we're just seriously trying to uh, one up each other for the better of each other, if that I, makes any sense. You know, success grows so much when we connect, when we collaborate, when we support others. Um, and that's the value of having a team or a supportive community. We each support each other and we all do we all do better. Mike, as we kind of grow towards the end of, of our episode, tell me this, what do you find most fulfilling professionally? What is it that makes you feel the best? You know, building my network to to benefit and help other people increase their net worth. That that is so they expect me to say I'm great, right? But they don't expect Gary Miles to say I'm great or or that I did good or that this is a great thing to be, right? Or, or a, a great community. I think that's the key that we we focus on others because again, I have New York City attorneys running around referring me. I mean, who th that sounds like a joke. Um, but we connected as a human being. We got to know each other. We share the same values. And I think that's what matters. I think that's where it falls in is helping people first find value. Anything I ask you for, you better believe I doubled the value. So if I ask you to watch a video, I gave you way more value than that video ask, right? I'm always bringing more value than I ask for. And that's how you create advocates. You want people running around saying, this guy is the best attorney. This lady is the most compassionate, most dedicated attorney. So if you focus on using all the tools, the social media, the communities, but all that is to one center common focus, to, to serve the best capacity in the person's best interest. When you do that and you do all the things to allow that, that person will shout you from the roof. I don't care what profession you're in. That person will not stop talking about you. And that's what the Hounds offers. If you want a whole bunch of well-respected people in the community to shout you from the rooftops because they got to know, like, and trust you, then you send me a DM, you contact me, uh, and we'll find a place for you. Very good. Um, Mike, I call this podcast The Free Lawyer because it's all about how we can 
instead of being owned by our jobs, we can really find freedom in what we do professionally. What does true personal freedom mean to you? Best question I've ever been asked, Gary. I love it. Freedom to me, and this is what I, I talk about, teach, and I believe. Imagine you got up tomorrow, all the hard work and all the investment you made in yourself, and you get to do what you want, when you want, for as long as you want, more importantly, with whomever you want, because money is not an issue. How does that feel? Sound very free to me. Dadgummit, that's what it's about is when that's what all of these things are. It's not about this investment, that thing. It's not about it. It's about how can I, because we can't make an impact and help people without time and money. So that's my thing. If I can help this person reach freedom where they don't have a thumbprint on their neck, Gary, they don't have to work if they don't want to at some point, then they're freed up to go out there and help the world and do great things. That's how I define it. Awesome. Mike, I, I tell you, I want to thank you for all your insights today and, and um, uh, you know, your down-home way of showing us how we can work together and, and grow together. Mike, how can anyone who's listened to us today who'd like to learn more about you and what you do, learn more about the hounds, um, how can they best get in touch with you? You know, for the listeners out there on podcasts and radio, it's uh, redneckfinancialcoach.com. That's the best place, redneckfinancialcoach.com. You can also find me, Mike Asherbrander, on LinkedIn uh, or the Hounds of Business on YouTube. Or if you're real country, you can send me a carrier pigeon, right? <laughs> whatever works. Very good. Um, Mike, Mike, thank you so much for your time there. I know you're feeling a little bit under the weather, uh, but obviously once you got rolling, you were rolling and it wasn't a problem. So th thank you for your, your dedication. I appreciate you. Hey, that's because you're a great host. And I know the people out there, man. I know there's a lot of good people and, and it excites me to connect with those folks. Uh, attorneys are people too, man. They get down, they get stuck. And uh, if that's you, you reach out to me and uh, man, I'll connect you with somebody who can probably be that missing piece. I appreciate the opportunity, Gary. You're a great guy. Great. Thank you so much, Mike. And, and to all our audience, thank you for being here today. We appreciate each and every one of you. And as always, please be well, be safe and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.